welcome to season two of the Como Factor podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Christine Strobush. And I'm Sonal Trevetti. Do you struggle to accept and act or embrace change? If so, you've come to the right podcast. True transformative change can feel overwhelming and often unsustainable. Using the Como Factor as your guide, you will discover that you can accomplish more than you ever thought possible. If you have ever wanted to undergo a personal or business transformation, are looking for inspiration, or just want to hear some great stories from leaders that have undergone true transformation, this is the podcast for you. Friends, we have an exciting lineup for this season on The Como Factor. To kick off our first episode, I'd like to start with a wise quote by a lady named Susan Gale. Susan said, the time of one chapter is just the beginning of another. Read on. The best part is always yet to come. I just love that. This is incredibly relevant for us today as we're going to walk you through a simple but effective process to close out or as we call it complete 2020 so that we can begin 2021 with a healthy and a fresh mindset. You may be wondering, like, what do we mean by that? So think back to January 1st of 2020. We all talked about 2020 vision. So many of us, myself included, envisioned a better year, even a better decade of big dreams and ambitious goals. However, for many people, 2020 will go down as one of the worst years in modern history. Between the global pandemic, the shutdowns and the layoffs, 2020 was not the year that everyone had hoped for. Many people were eager to start 2021 and close the book on 2020 for good. That's so true, Christine. It seems like everyone was anxious for the new year to begin, allowing us to have a fresh slate, a blank canvas, to be able to start all over again. No matter how challenging and chaotic this past year has been for anyone, it's important that we all take the time to close out the year. And I think generally there seems to be a feeling heard from all sides of the world that the post-pandemic world will need a massive change. I mean, if you think about it, COVID imposed so many new and drastic stresses in people's lives. The need to adapt to constant change was obvious. And it really felt as though each and every one of us were at one point or another pushed to our limits and beyond. No one escaped the negative effects of the pandemic. But take a moment to ask yourself, was there a lesson to take away from all that happened last year that can actually help you to reset your life? We know that it's so very easy to dwell on the past, but that never serves us well. We need to accept whatever happened and let it go so that we can be free to create the best year possible in 2021. And one way that we can do this is to take the time to celebrate our successes of the previous year and complete the year so that we can create an even better 2021. And if you think about it, if we focus on the positive aspects of 2020 rather than the negative ones, we can celebrate the year and move forward stronger in 2021. 
It essentially allows us to look back and get closure for the previous year rather than look at it as a suppression of the potential with which we began 2020. You are absolutely right, Sonal. There was so much in 2020 that was out of our control. Fear and uncertainty were all around us, in the news, on social media, and so on. And you and I, we spent a lot of time encouraging our friends, family, and listeners to embrace a meaningful mindset and not accept a mindset that is filled with fear or scarcity. If we aren't careful and intentional, we could risk bringing our 2020, quote, baggage, if you will, into 2021. And instead, we should focus our energy on closing out 2020 in a healthy and positive way and know deep in our hearts that the best is yet to come. You know what they say, those who don't learn from history are destined to repeat it. So let's learn from 2020 and make 2021 even better. You are absolutely correct, Christine. So listeners, for those of you that joined us in season one of our podcast, you're aware that both Christine and I have a ritual, a tradition, if you like, of choosing a word of the year. It's like an anchor for us that helps us to be reminded of our goals and purpose, a motivation and an inspiring word. Christine, would you like to share with uh, with everyone uh, what your word of 2020 was? You know I would. So <laughs> my my word for 2020 was best. I I was determined to make 2020 the absolute best year of my life. Well, I have to say that I saw you give your best, your very best to everything. And as you know, my word was believe. Sonal, I absolutely love your word, and I think it suits you perfectly. What do you think are a few examples of how you used your word to anchor your life, focus, and decision-making in 2020? That is a great question, Christine. Well, first, it's important for our listeners to understand that I use my word of the year to, to really motivate myself. And you've probably heard that what you put your attention on grows. So focus on what you want rather than what you don't want. With that in mind, I had a couple of signs with my word of the year um, belief strategically placed around my house and office and also very prominently on my vision board. Professionally, Christine, you and I launched our own company last year. In order to have a mindset of being all in on that decision, I really had to look within and ask myself, do I believe I can do this? And not only do this, but do I believe that I can do this in a way that would help us to be successful? And the answers to those questions really gave me clarity um, that I needed in order to trust that launching the Como Group was the very right thing to do. And girl, I'm glad you had that clarity because it was the right thing to do. <laughs> it sure was. It sure was. Um, so another example is when we started our initial conversations about wanting to write a book, we both had a lifelong dream of wanting to do that someday. But again, I knew that last year was different because I finally believed that I could do it and set out to put it into motion with you. 
And I don't mean just believing that I had the skill sets, but believing that I would do it and do it within the time frame that we had allowed ourselves, which was only approximately six months. Yeah. I mean, we really didn't know what we were getting into when we set that goal, but I'm so proud of what we, uh, of what we accomplished. And I think your word hits it, hits it home. I mean, we had to believe that we had to envision it and make it happen. Absolutely. Especially when neither one of us had ever <laughs> chartered something like that uh, before. Right. So it was uncharted territory. That's right. So on the personal front, while I was able to accomplish several things, um, such as uh, financial decisions that I believe were absolutely the right decisions for me to take and have a better work life balance last year, I still feel like I have some work to do. And that's why I've decided that I want my word of the year uh, to be believe again. Kind of like a carryover. You're carrying over believe from 2020 to 2021. Exactly. Because I saw so many positive impacts, you know, uh, in certain aspects of my life. But I feel like I can use that anchor again um, to realize some of the other things, uh, some of the other goals I have. And, you know, that's exactly the key realization that came to me last year is that when you allow fear and doubt to creep up on you, it will inevitably take you back into the past. So it's absolutely critical to trust and believe in yourself. And looking back, the successes that I had last year really taught me that I can do anything that I set my mind to. And it really all comes down to having a mindset of believing in yourself. Sonal, yes, you can do anything that you set your mind to. And as your business partner, I am proof of that when I look at what we're when I look at what we're doing. So I definitely see the impact of your word in your life. And I think those are some great examples for our listeners. Just talking a little bit about my word best. And when I when I write it, I write it all in upper caps, you know, uppercase. I want to really see that like have the best year. And my word best was like a lighthouse for me last year. On the personal front, I feel like I was able to be the best wife and the best mother to my kids, maybe better than I've been able to be before for so many reasons, um, including the ability that I had to work from home and spend more quality time with them. I mean, prior to uh, this change where I left corporate America and Sonal and I started our business um, in a given day during the week, there were some days I never saw my family and a good day would be that maybe we had like an hour and a half in the evening time. So, um, the, the quality time is, um, is, is definitely making a difference. And I think for a lot of people that have gone in, in a work from home situation, now they're getting to, to spend more time and see their family more. And I would definitely put that in the, in the category of best on the personal or sorry, on the professional front, um, you know, we decided to create our own business after get, getting laid off from our corporate transformation jobs. And we did that in 25 days. I'm really proud of that. And I would say that fits with best really well. And we're on our way to creating our best lives. So, so listeners, I hope this has given you, you know, a few examples. Having a word of the year is a very powerful practice. So if you haven't already chosen a word for 2021, it is never too late. And I'll just give a hint out here and we'll talk about this on our next episode. But my word for 2021 is freedom. So moving on, 
Let's pivot now to a completion activity that we did, Sonal and I, with my business coach or very early in the year. It was January 3rd, I believe. It's a simple but effective way to close out the year, the month, or really any major activity. What we're going to be going through here can apply to lots of things, not just one specific you know, change of the year. So Sonal and I will share some of our experiences with this process, and we encourage you to reflect and answer these questions on your own. So we'll start with question number one. And the question is, what did I create in 2020? Sonal, why don't you start? I'd love to, Christine. And what a great exercise that was and going through it together was was really awesome. I also did something similar using the Deepak Chopra app, uh, which you guys should check out. It's It's free. Um, so I can speak for both Christine and I when we look at what was done professionally. And like everyone else, 2020 had created so much uncertainty for us and unexpected circumstances in more ways than we could have imagined. One of those um, was being laid off from our corporate jobs. And we talk about it a lot because it really um, it really made a huge impact, you know, um, in our day to day lives. But despite those circumstances, we accomplished a lot. Um, you know, a pretty, pretty good list, um, including creating our own coaching and consulting firm, which specializes in personal and professional transformation. I mean, going from being laid off to launching our own company in 25 days was no small feat. And we also finished the year strong with several consulting and coaching engagements underway. We also launched our very own podcast series, um, as you guys know, because you're listening to the very first episode of season two. We did that from scratch last year, and that was something, again, that we had never, ever done before. We finished writing our first book, which is a transformation business thriller titled The F Place. And listeners, we're going to include the link to our book website in our show notes, and we'll be talking about it a lot more in this season. Um, and then finally, we both were able to achieve a flexible lifestyle that truly allows for work-life balance, both for ourselves, as well as our employees at the Como Group. And me personally, I was able to spend more quality time with my family, even though it was virtual. We all live thousands of miles away from one another. I checked in on my parents almost daily, even if it was a quick phone call. I went back uh, to writing more handwritten notes and cards to cheer up a friend here and there. I had virtual Zoom birthday parties, happy hours with friends and business associates, cheered on my son from my family room as he graduated from high school in a virtual graduation ceremony. And for the very first time, I was even able to attend my nieces and nephews concerts virtually even though we were thousands of miles away. And all of this would not have been possible prior to COVID. Another important factor for me in my quest to strengthen my mindset is continuing to have a strong faith. As humans, we need to have faith. We have all learned that there are things that we have no control over, that que sera sera, and that there is a greater power. That greater power is something bigger than each and every one of us. Whether you refer to it as God, the universe, whatever, you know, faith means letting go of your worries, feeling peaceful and knowing that your life has purpose and has been laid out for you and that you will be okay. 
And finally, like many others, I've emerged from um, last year really appreciating my own strength. And by this, I mean that I am so much stronger than I ever give myself credit for. And when I look back at all that was accomplished, again, these weren't small, you know, feats. But enough about, you know, um, my perspective. I would love to get uh, some other perspectives on this as well, especially from our creative director, Jacob. Jacob, looking back at last year, what were some successes that you created? One of the biggest successes of my 2020 uh, was actually kind of a surprise, I would say. Um, it's not something I had necessarily planned being in my 2020. It was more of a response to 2020. And it actually started from a connection with my neighbor, uh, my neighbor, Lucas, who is a, a friend, a professional artist. And we started talking. It was around mm, April, May, somewhere around there. So literally in the height of the shutdown of the pandemic, the lockdown. And he came over and he said, hey, you know, would you be interested in setting up a social distance, you know, no touching art show? And I was like, okay, go on. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. What do you mean by that? And he said, well, I was thinking we could just set up, you know, much like a, uh, you know, an estate sale or a garage sale, a yard sale, you know, set up a few tables of our artwork. And maybe we could encourage local artists to do the same on their yards, uh, specifically in our neighborhood, our zip code, but also just around our city. And what we did was we called it Neighborhood Art Show and we set up a date, a time. We put out posters and, and flyers and social media posts and stuff like that. And we said, here's our here's our locations and uh, feel free to come by and check out our artwork. And so I set up a table. My father set up a painting table on my yard. And one of my friends also set up a uh, a booth full of, you know, photography on my yard as well. And so what we did was we sat back, we made sure that we were socially distanced and wearing masks and everything. We made sure that no one touched any of the artwork unless they were going to walk home with it. Okay. And so, um, so what we did was, uh, set that up and turns out we got 20 or so people to, uh, set up artwork on their lawns as well. And it became this community-wide thing that people could uh, share, post about, and see some local art and, you know, hopefully <laughs> buy some local art and stuff. And I sold a few, a few things. Uh, my dad sold a few things. Lucas sold a few things. And it was, it was really exciting. And so we saw the success with that. And we said, well, if we could do this in the fall and maybe get local businesses involved, that would be really, really cool. And so what we did was from that day, we started planning. We were like, okay, how are we going to do this? How are we possibly going to do this in the middle of a pandemic, right? Uh, no touching, you know, social distance, wearing masks, uh, having hand sanitizer available and things like that, but also include local businesses. Because uh, remember at the time, you know, a lot of local businesses were struggling because of um, different uh, CDC guidelines and you know, uh, capacity issues and things like that. And um, they needed some help too. And we can't 
let our local businesses um, just flounder or drown like that. We need to be there for them when they need it. And so we started up a team and we called it Neighborhood Art Show and we put out videos, we put out uh, flyers and uh, we printed all kinds of graphics and, and signs and stuck them around local uh, businesses. And we ended up getting 10 local businesses, whether they were like a mom and pop shop or a coffee shop, a bar, um, you know, we had a brewery, we had an art studio. We basically stationed just two or three artists at each location. And we had uh, 20 artists involved, 10 businesses. And it was, it was a wild success because we got uh, coverage on Dallas Morning News for our innovative idea to have a, uh, a local uh, art show that's social distance, no touching artwork, uh, making sure that everyone's still following guidelines and things like that, but able to support not only the businesses, but also the local artists as well. And we were really proud of that, uh, that feat. And um, yeah, that was a big success for me. Um, you know, I have had some other successes, but I think I'm going to cap it with that. Thanks, Jacob. That's some really, really good stuff. Um, how about you, Christine? What lessons did you learn in 2020? Oh, goodness gracious. Where do I, where do I begin? I learn every single day. Um, I'd say I learned about the joys and the challenges of being an entrepreneur, being my own boss. The freedom I experience every day is just absolutely incredible. You know, I feel so fortunate that I get to wake up every day excited to shine a light in the world and serve my customers with excellence. So definitely I learned I was born to be an entrepreneur. Additionally, uh, for those of you that know me, you may know that I t do tend to be a people pleaser. And, and I have at times been hesitant to speak my mind for fear of offending someone or creating conflict. I don't really enjoy conflict. Um, I can I can do it, but I don't enjoy it. Um, and in 2020, I learned that I can and I should speak up and share my voice, even on some of the most sensitive topics. And I think we've all we've all seen that. And, and oftentimes these topics end up just be becoming kind of the unmentionables, if you will. And I'm learning and I learned in 2020 and I am learning that um, I can speak up and and we should as as humanity, we should be able to share differing views and not have it escalate into massive conflict. So I would put that into the category of a 2020 learning. Well, and I would say, Christine, just having watched you blossom in this particular area, it is incredible to see. And, you know, you're a very classy lady, right? You're always very polite and <laughs> you balance things. But, um, you know, sometimes, like you said, it's it's really important to share your your viewpoints um, and uh, and respect that. Um, so I, I love how much you've taken that to heart. And I've certainly seen, um, you know, you kind of transform in that space. Very cool. Well, thank you, Sonal. I I hope to transform every single day, but it's it's nice that you being so close can see that. So that's awesome. Uh, of course, and you kind of mentioned this, but you know, I, I've listened to podcasts and never created one. And to uh, we learned how to create a podcast. We created a website. We learned how to create an e-commerce store. 
all of these things that um, had not been done before. But, you know, you jump in and, and you learn and you just do it. Uh, we learned how to write and publish a book. And I can tell you that creative process was incredible. Sonal and I have a way of writing and we never do this before, but um, I am the outside in writer looking at kind of the, the plots and what's happening from a, an external sort of outside coming in. And Sonal writes from the inside out, thinking from how the characters are feeling and, and kind of more colorful. So she adds all of that color. And so together we really complement each other. And, and if we hadn't jumped in and just done the book, we never would have learned that. And we learned that we love writing books. So you're going to see more books from the Como group. I also learned, and maybe some of you parents know this, but, you know, my daughter is uh, a freshman in high school. So I've been a parent for a while, and this was the first season of my life that I've ever been able to take her to school and pick her up. I've never been able to do that. And, and now I'm able to do that. And you can learn a lot from a teenager when you're in the car. Sometimes they don't say anything, but when they do talk, you got to listen. I've also learned to pay much more attention to what's going on in our country beyond what's shared by let's say the news, you know, question everything and do your own research so you can come to your own conclusions and don't take everything at face value. And last but not least, I learned for me that my faith in God is bigger than anything else. And I know that he will provide, you know, sometimes things can feel a little scary, but if you lean back on that faith, like Sona was talking about, you will have peace. So I would like to add here and bring in our marketing and business development director, Kimberly, and ask Kimberly. So Kim, uh, what did you learn in 2020? So probably the biggest lesson that I learned from 2020 is perseverance and rolling with the punches. Um, if you asked me this time last year what I thought 2020 was going to look like for me, it was going to be totally different than what it actually looked like. And I'm sure this is true for everyone. Um, but especially for me, it just seemed like everything happened. 2019, let me just preface that by saying it was an awesome year for me. I got proposed to in Central Park by my husband. I My baby was born like the month before 2019 started. So like that was just a really good year for me. It was my first year of being a parent. It was my first time to get engaged in New York City and go to a great big city. And so I was looking and I had lost all my baby weight. Like if you knew me, I had gained 70 pounds with my first pregnancy. So 2019 was all about me getting back to who I was supposed to be. So 2020, I was like, this is it. This is my year. I got my family. I'm engaged. I'm getting married. It's the love of my life. You know, I have my baby. Like everything's good. It, professionally, everything was going really well. And I was doing really good personally. And I was very motivated and very healthy. Um, so I was really looking forward to 2020 and then it hits <laughs> and I find out pretty much the beginning of January, I was feeling really, really sick. And I was like, why am I so sick? <laughs> and I, for the life of me, couldn't figure out why. And I went to the doctor because I finally started to throw up blood. I was throwing up so much. I threw up a little bit of blood and that's when everything said, go to the doctor on Google. So I went to the doctor and they were like, hey, um, we think you might have tuberculosis. And I, at the time, I didn't know what tuberculosis was. <laughs> so I looked it up and I was like, how did I get tuberculosis? I'm going to die. Like, because 
The treatment for tuberculosis is you have to take like the same medication at the same time every day for six months. I can't even remember to brush my teeth every single day. So you're going to ask me to take a life-saving medication. I was very like, I was very freaked out, but Lord behold, I am simply pregnant and the doctor comes in and is like, hey, you're having baby number two. So that put a huge wrench into my 2020 plans pretty much at the start of 2020. And I just had to learn how to roll with that punch. We ended up having to move up our wedding date from August 28th to we got married at a courthouse wedding. And it was really beautiful and not what I planned, not what I expected, but we figured it out. And then, you know, March comes around and everything is still doing pretty well. Like I'm working my job. I'm running my own wedding planning business. It's great. And March comes around and COVID hits and I lose my job and I'm pregnant. And I know there's no way I'm going to get another job while being, I think at this time I was like five months pregnant. Uh, so it was really, that was really tough for me. And then the summer comes around and both my in-laws are diagnosed within two weeks of each other with cancer. And so my husband is dealing with that. And then July runs around and my husband loses his job. So we are now both unemployed at this point. Global pandemic is happening. Our baby is due in August. It was just, it was a crazy mess. But, you know, through it all, we were continuously reminded about all of the great things that we did have going on for us in terms of like our family you know, we both still had our families to rely on when we lost our positions. We moved in with my parents and were able to save money. And because of that, being able to have that opportunity, we're still able to get a house at the end of this year. So we were we persevered through that chaos. And then um, I have been able to kind of hone my skills as an entrepreneur. And I've done some part-time work for companies. I've gotten to work with this startup company. And now I see myself having a pretty bright future um, as a teacher and a coach, whereas I wasn't, I didn't have that vision for myself in 2019 or 2020, at least I didn't have that vision and a plan of action. Whereas now I have a plan of action. So yeah, I would say definitely the biggest lesson that I have learned out of 2020 is to persevere, that no matter how terrible things seem, you can persevere through it and you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, no matter how cliche that sounds. I think it's almost important to be cliche whenever you're facing things like that sometimes because it definitely gives you some hope. It was my beacon of hope. <laughs> there was no other way to get through that last year without having some sense of hope and faith in 2021. So definitely, definitely the biggest lesson was perseverance. That is great, Kim. I love your passion and energy and drive. Um, so thank you for sharing for sharing that. Let's switch gears now. Sonal, we've talked a lot about successes and lessons learned. Was there anything for you that you tolerated or resisted in 2020 that you'd like to reflect upon? Yeah, we did go through this uh, question, didn't we? <laughs> well, yep. I have to be honest, and I'm going to show a little vulnerability here. Like you, my friend, I'm a people pleaser, <laughs> especially when it comes to my personal relationships. And being this way often comes with a cost, meaning it takes a toll on you. And what I learned is there are some classic things that I do. Um, so I tend to be incredibly hard on myself and very self-critical. I also tend to give of myself, which I love doing, by the way. And I know you're a giver too, Christine. 
um, especially of my time and resources. But when it comes to my personal life, sometimes it's also to my personal detriment. And then I'll put myself, you know, last. And then probably one more would be, um, I know what would bring me like more happiness or success. But oftentimes, again, more personally, I don't want to rock the boat. And so I don't prioritize. um, I don't always prioritize, I should say, myself at times. I want to come back to, you know, where you were saying you're incredibly hard on yourself because I see it. um, I see it in you and, and I see it in a lot of people. I think if we're really honest. And uh, it's an opportunity to, uh, you know, reflect on that, own that, and then let's make that change. Exactly. I think the hardest thing is to to be aware of it. So, and that's really what this exercise is all about is, you know, as you're closing it out, like what were the things, what were the successes and what were the things that you would like to improve, right? What are the things that you want to transform about yourself and your surroundings? Yeah. And I I think that's where a promise partner comes in, right? Because if I see you being hard on yourself or vice versa, you know, we can call each other out on it and, and reassure one another. Cause I can tell you, I I think you're amazing. I think you're a rock star. Mm, Thank you. I appreciate that. So Christine, do you remember when we went through this next question? I know I really surprised myself with my answer and I could see it in your face too, that you were a little surprised too. Um, would you like to share with our listeners, uh, what is true for you to let go of in 2020? Uh, yes. Letting go. You know, there's a reason that song in Frozen called Let It Go. And so many parents, we've, we've heard our kids singing that song. It was so popular. <laughs> I, I think there's a reason, you know, Let It Go was so popular. Letting go of burdens from the past or hurtful relationships or anything else in our life that that simply is not aligned with our purpose, that is truly freeing. Although I will say it's much easier said than done. But uh, yeah. So let me start by saying I am choosing to let go of stress and fear and anxiety that I experienced in 2020 and and many years prior uh, for for the couple of decades that I worked in corporate America, you know, being stressed out with work was just a, it was a normal commonplace thing. But guys, life is too short for that. So I am choosing to love and get joy from my work every single day. And that is the life that, well, first of all, I'm letting go of the stress and I'm choosing to create something different as we're moving forward. Um, another another thing I'm letting go is people who don't accept me for who I am. And being a people pleaser, this one's hard. Um, instead, I'm choosing to invest in relationships with people who love me for who I am, warts and all. And no, I don't have any real warts that I'm aware of. Um, But, you know, you know what I mean? Nobody's perfect. And oftentimes people love you despite your uh, flaws, shall we say. I'm also letting go of prioritizing everything and everyone else above above my own personal health. You know, we all set goals for ourselves, and and I always try to make more time for personal health. And it just tends to be the very last thing that I have time to work on when I think about prioritizing family and work and home responsibilities and animals and you name it. 
Like, why is it that, that, you know, we end up putting ourselves last and, uh, this has been a challenge for me for years. And I'm telling you, I am determined to let this go and leave it in 2020 and leave it there for good. And last but not least, um, the belief that I have to work long hours in order to be successful as an entrepreneur and a wife and a mother, I recognize intellectually that I need to work smarter, not harder. And those of you that know me are probably rolling your eyes a little bit because I am a workaholic. You know, I just, I am, but I'm on the path to becoming a recovering workaholic. I I don't know. I just made that up, but I think um, (laughs) I'd like, I'd like to become a recovering workaholic and have bigger impact with less, uh, less effort. Well, I think you're doing a good job um, with the recovery. <laughs> you're on your way. Let's say that. You're on your way. <laughs> Sonal, what is true for you to create next in 2021? Christine, out of all of the things that we've talked about, this question excites me so much because it builds excitement and intent on all the great things to come this year. We're going to really build on this question during our next episode, which is all about creating your vision. But to give you an idea of what's true for me to create this year, um, listeners, on January 1st of this year, Christine and I spent half a day refining our strategic goals for the year for our company, the Como Group. And it encompassed everything from our revenue goals to how many copies of our book we wanted to sell to the type of clients we wanted to work with, and even looking at how we would positively impact our clients and community personally through our transformation coaching and workshops and much, much more. So on a professional front, that is absolutely what I want us to create this year. Personally, though, as my parents and my children get older, I continue to realize that the time I spend with them is priceless. So I want to do everything in my power to really harvest quality time with them and show them my unconditional love for them. I also believe, like you, Christine, that I can do a better job taking care of myself. And so I want to focus on integrating daily meditation and nature walks into my self-care routine because it really gives me time to, you know, think a little bit, um, and look inwards. Yeah. And, and I love, you know, Sonal and I've started this, uh, this practice, I wouldn't say we're doing it every day, but we're trying to make it part of the, the, the Como culture, if you will, is planning, um, a, a short, uh, meeting each day where we, cause we're checking in. I mean, we're business partners. We're checking in multiple times per day to take one of those check-ins you know, put on our headphones and um, go for uh, go for a walk and have a walk and talk. And that way we can, you know, do business, but also get that healthy um, aspect into our lives. And we can do it in the middle of the day, which never could have done that before. (laughs) And I I do enjoy those um, those walks and talks so much, Christine. And uh, I think that was one of the best like habits that we integrated into our day to day. Um, so you're absolutely correct. Finally, listeners, both Christine and I have come to the realization that we really enjoy writing. And so we would like to author another book this year, um, uh, especially since we've enjoyed the process so very much. 
And we are going to author another book this year. We sure are. If we could do it in six months last year, um, hey, we actually have a plan this time around and know how to do it. <laughs> yeah. So there's no stopping us. <laughs> so listeners, we hope that sharing the process for how we closed out the year was helpful to you. Once you do it, you'll understand why it's a truly transformative experience. And Literally, you know, you can sit down with these five questions. You can do it in, in about an hour. And we're going to post all of this on our website. So you'll be able to access it in case you haven't been able to take notes. But quickly, I'd like to share a quote by Mehmet um, Murat Ildan. And it goes like this. In the new year, never forget to thank your past years because they enabled you to reach today. Without the stairs of the past, you cannot arrive at the future. And I, I think that's a really nice thought uh, to close out the year. On our next episode, we're going to focus on how to set your vision for the year. So until then, take some time for yourself to make sure you've closed out the year for yourself. And all the steps, like I said, that we covered today uh, will be included in the episode highlights and can also be found on our website at thecomofactor.com. Thank you for joining us today. And until next time, let your light shine. Yes, let it shine. <laughs>